0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Bree, and I am joined by the author, Christy Jeffries, today. Christy, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, So we're recording this. We're a few days into the new year at this point. Like, how has 2024 started for you so far? It's been
1: pretty good. I'm from Southern California, so weather-wise, we've been really good. It's a hinge cold for us, but I think it would be very nice for... Anybody in Montana, for example?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Texas and we're kind of like, quote unquote, preparing for a freeze. But I'm like, like it's already kind of warming up today. So it's like, is it really going to get as cold as they say it's going to get? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. Let's start off with a couple of icebreaker questions. So if you came with a warning label, Christy, what would it say? Mouthie.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, you like you think that I I look very sweet. I look very nice. I look very soccer mom ish, but I can I can get I can be a little bit of a, a sassy backtalker sometimes.
0: <laughs> every, I think every girl needs a little sass. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, um, like, tell me one of your most read authors. Like, if you look at your personal shelves, who can you say like, yep, I've read just about every book that I have by them that I own.
1: Ooh, um, I love Tessa Dare. I love uh, Sarah McLean. I love Ellen Hildebrand.
0: Oh, she yes. does all those
1: Nantucket-based beach books. Um, Kristen Hanna.
0: I bought my first Ellen Hildebrand this. What was the? It was it the five star? Oh, the five star weekend. Yes, I bought that one this summer, and I haven't read it yet. But I was like, I don't know what it is about this book, but I need this book so I I guess I'm saving it for the right time I don't know what it is but I just I I feel like it's going to be one of those books when I get into it I'm going to be instantly obsessed and I hear nothing but wonderful things about her book so I'm excited to dip my toe in
1: (laughs) I know she's good because she does like a point of view from each character and so Mm. just when you're thinking okay I really don't like that person because they're like the nemesis of the character I do like she does it from the point of view
0: of the nemesis and you're like oh oh
1: actually okay i get where she's coming from i see see why she's being like
0: so she's really good with point of view that makes it sound like it'll be like quick reads then because then you're just you're so invested so i'm excited um do you have a favorite like trope to read like is there a buzzword for you uh,
1: historical i love mm. historical um i love a scottish highlander especially if there's kilts involved like i will always gravitate toward the the cover with the the guy in the kilt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I love hearing romance origin stories, so tell us how you became a romance reader and eventually writer.
1: Okay, so in 8th grade, my mom got called in for a parent teacher conference with my English teacher and uh wasn't was not doing well in the class at all and the teacher asked me like pretty like you're not keeping up with the assignments, you're not reading the stuff you're supposed to read. And I always tested fine and everything, but I just didn't, I I told the teacher, I said, I don't like reading. Like, I just really don't enjoy it. And she looks at my mom and she's like, this is going to be a problem. Like we got to get her reading. And my mom gave me a Daniel Steele book.
0: Shout out to mom. Um, Okay. Yeah. Called Palomino. And maybe
1: I was a little bit too young for it. Maybe, (laughs) but, but I mean, I just like, I read it and I was like, whoa, maybe I do like reading. And so, I mean, I remember even like in high school, I um, would just, i always had a book I had. And and it was a lot of, it was all romance all the time. I had a lot of Johanna Lindsay's books and I, I would go like to the beach or I go, I had a boyfriend who played um, basketball at like pick up basketball at the parks. And I would take a little lawn chair and I'd, I'd go to watch him play, but I wouldn't watch him. I would end up reading my book, but I would take like the hardback cover off or try to disguise what I was reading because I was still in high school and a little bit young. But But yeah, my mom got me, she got me started with the Danielle Steele in eighth grade.
0: Oh, I love that. So at what point did you realize like you wanted to write stories of your own? Because I was looking online. I always look like fiction database. I was like, when was Christie's first book? And I'm seeing like 2015, 2016. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So like, when did the writing bug hit you? It it,
1: (laughs) Like it never really hit me. It was more um my I had I was working um for the probation department and I was going um out in the field and I had just had uh, my second son and so I was still I just returned to work I was breastfeeding so I was pumping and I would have to take off all my gear like the Kevlar vest and my gun belt and and pump and I'm like I can't this this is just not working. I was having a hard time being away from my son. And my mom is Judy Duarte, who also writes for Harlequin. And she had, um, she, I told her, I'm like, I don't think I can keep working. Like my son's only five months old. I'm having a really hard time being away from him. It like, it's just, I don't like it. And she said, well, why don't you be a writer instead? You can stay home with your son and you can write books. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I've never written anything. I did go to law school, so I am I know how to write, but I know how to write legal stuff, and I know how to write court reports and court briefs and argumentative stuff. I didn't really know how to write romance, but she signed me up for a RWA workshop, and um, she just kind of pushed, really pushed me, like in a really subtle way. So I'm like, yeah, you know what, maybe I can do this, and it, it lets me stay at home, and And be with my kids during the day, but I can also write a little bit. And then it just kind of blossomed from there.
0: Shout out to mom. That is the coolest. So, one thing that I was like really excited to talk with you about was your law enforcement background because I I was a military police officer and I'm like trying to teach myself to write, but I struggle with voice. I'm like, you sound like you're interviewing somebody all the time. (laughs) So, What advice or guidance do you have on, like, just talk about finding your voice? Because I think if you do have a background like that where, sure, you do write a lot and you do talk to a lot of people, I think maybe that is like a career path where, I don't know, I feel very self-conscious. Like, you're proud of all the work that you did, but when you try to veer into another lane where voice is so important You don't want your voice to necessarily sound like that unless you are writing like thrillers or something, I'm sure. So what, what did you learn in your experience when you did go to RWA or just like you've been writing now since 2015? What have you learned along the way about voice?
1: My biggest thing with voice is when I'm writing, I pretend like I'm having a conversation with my best friend. And so I, when I'm writing the story, it's kind of like, Something big happened and I'm telling my best friend about it. And I'm like, ooh, like you wouldn't believe what happened. And so I try to tell it more in a conversational tone. And so if I can hear myself saying it or like like telling it as a story, if I were out for drinks or out with friends, that's kind of how I tend to write it. So I'm not so by the book. But then there'll be there'll be times where I'm like, okay, I need to get a little bit more specific and more technical than I would normally speak. And I can't be throwing in all the extra all all the extra stuff. But that's how I found my voice is just trying to have a conversation.
0: So mom, you know, we have like shout out to mom. She gave you the Danielle still, she signed you up, you know, and really like pushed you and encouraged you. And that is just so inspiring. How did, what was the journey to getting published? Like, like we, we have this backing, we have this support. How did we get the first book on shelf? Uh,
1: Okay. So I wrote a book um, that was more of a YA about a girl in juvenile hall. That was the first book I wrote. And it was, it was very rough, but it was an idea that I had. And I had worked in juvenile hall way, way back in the day. So I had a pretty good grasp of that background and that, like that setting. Um, And my mom said, okay, let's send this to my agent and see if she likes it. And so I sent it to the same agent that my mom was at, feel like I'm a total repo baby for saying this. Um, but the agent was like, you know what, it's good. Let me, let's change some stuff and then I'll send it to some publishers. And nobody really, I changed it up a little bit and nobody bit right away. And the agent said, you know what, like your voice is a little bit more geared toward this genre. It's not so much YA, but it's maybe more, um, A special edition, a Harlequin book. Why don't you try to write something that's not YA and let's see if we can sell it? And so I kind of came up with an idea pretty quickly. And I, I mean, I barely even remember pumping out my next book that I was, that was for special edition. And she submitted it to Susan Littman over at Harlequin and I got the call.
0: I mean, 2015 was a while ago, but do you remember your I got the call story? Like, where were you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was having lunch with my grandmother. My grandmother was living with me at the time. Um, and we were just out doing errands and we were sitting on the patio of this soup and sandwich type restaurant. And my agent called me and said, you sold to special edition. I know it was, it was very exciting and like, okay, like maybe this is, maybe I don't suck at this. Maybe I'm pretty decent.
0: No, you don't suck at this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, and sometimes I, I, I grapple with that because like when I tell people the story, I'm like, oh, my mom's an author. My mom, like I have the same agent as my mom. I have the same editor as my mom. And it does sound very much like my mom got me, got me into the business and she did. But I remind people like, I wouldn't still be here if I couldn't produce. If you
0: couldn't do it. Exactly. <laughs> like if I, if I wasn't making the
1: sales and, and, and bringing in the money, like they, they would not keep me on
0: This is the coolest story. I don't think I've ever had this happen where it's like there's a mom daughter duo (laughs) in the world of categories. It's so cool. And I just, I just love, I'm still stuck on mom was like, oh, you don't like reading, huh? Let me give you this, Danielle (laughs) Steele. And it's like, oh, maybe I do like reading. Cause you hear so much of like, I was sneaking my mom's romance. But when mom hands you the romance, oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, and and like it didn't even occur to me back then. Like, oh, my mom is reading this too. It was just okay. This is, and then I started finding stuff on my own.
0: Well, you have coming out um, next a Montana Mavericks novel, Sweet Talking Maverick, um, which I first off the cover. I love what Special Edition is doing with these covers, and the cover to this book is just perfection i feel like our cowboy is staring into my soul um (laughs) so for anybody that's listening that has not because i i'm hoping that somebody that's new to category new to special edition has no idea really what the world of continuity is as a writer who's who's written for this continuity before how do you explain or how would you explain what montana mavericks is like the
1: the series or how the continuity works
0: yeah like i mean you know because i'm like if there's some if there's some reader out there that's like okay i'm gonna give category a try and i'm gonna try special edition and they go to walmart and they see montana mavericks i don't want them to be intimidated right but i like i want to hear from the writers themselves like what are they getting themselves into do they need to read the books in order how would you explain it
1: I've never felt like I need to read them in order. And when I write them, I glance at what the other stories are that the other authors are writing about so that I, I know, but I don't even really fully read them. I don't fully read their synopsis. So I'm. it's not really, it's, it's a series in the sense where you could binge read them. And if you read them in order, you would probably love it. But if you didn't read them in order, you would also get hooked because it's it's kind of like going to a small town or, or a, any sort of setting and you have different characters. And this book is gonna just only follow these two characters. And there might be a little sprinkling of past characters thrown in and you, okay, I remember this restaurant from, from this other book or I remember that person at that store from this other book. But it's they're each their own character stories. So it's new characters every time and they have a totally new story. So there's a little bit of other backstory thrown in, but it's really a whole brand new, each book is a whole brand new story.
0: So how would you like, give us your, your, your pitch or your summary for Dylan and Robin's romance.
1: Okay. So Dylan, Dylan's very competitive and uh, his, his siblings are they're They're getting taken one at a time and falling in love. And he's, thinking, okay, if I can't be the first of the them to be married, then I'm going to be either the last man standing. And yes. so he's, very, he's determined to not get married because he's going to, he wants to be the top at something, whether it's the first or the, the, the biggest holdout. <laughs> yes. um, and. Bless and his heart. I bless just his love heart. These guys, yeah, these, these guys who don't, don't want to find love always end up finding it. Um, and he's but he's also he's a salesman and um, and he ends up winds up with a ranch that he really wants to have. And he wants to be successful at it because he's competitive, but he doesn't know what he's doing. On he has no ranch. idea what he's he has, doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, he grew up in this kind of like suburb area of, of Bronco and he's got friends who have ranches and he knows it's like that's the thing to do. And if you want to make a name for yourself in this town, like it's how big your ranch is and how much, um, money you make. And so he's going to give ranching a try. And, uh, Robin Abernathy is kind of a a small town girl who loves ranching. Her family has a ranch. Um, but she's also, um, got a little bit of a crush on Dylan she's Mm -hmm. had this crush on him from afar. He doesn't really know who she is. And, um, and she, she decides she's going to make a move, and she walks into his car dealership and enters this baking contest that Dylan did. I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm kind of going. No, you're doing it. you're doing great. Right. I have to I have to like scratch some of this because I'm <laughs> kind of running around. But that's but like she overhears him. She overhears him talking about his ranch, and she knows, ooh, that's going to be like wait, That's going to be a
0: mistake. That so was my favorite him. scene. I wanted to ask you like your favorite scene. Cause that one was mine when she, cause like you said, he's so competitive and she like walks in there and she overhears this conversation and she's like, yeah, you don't want to use a t- that type of fertilizer. And he's like, uh, I think I know what I'm doing. She's like, uh, no, because it has this thing in there and it's really dangerous. And I don't know. I, I love situational comedy. And so Dylan, not having a single clue what he's doing, just made the book kind of funny <laughs> to me. And no, here comes I'm the girl just, that's always had a crush on him, like reading him his rights basically. It was just so good. Yeah.
1: And she and she doesn't look necessarily how you would expect uh, like, you know, an expert rancher to to look. And then she gets in, he looks at her name and figures out, oh my gosh, her family is like one
0: of the biggest cattle families in, in Montana. Like I just I looked really silly. Do you have a favorite moment from the book or like, or whether like now that it's done looking back on it, a favorite or just as you were writing, like you really enjoyed writing a specific scene.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I really, there's, there's a Valentine's day bake-off that, uh, that, you know what, there's two scenes. Okay. There's a Valentine's day bake-off that Robin decides to enter and Robin does not know how to cook. She's great with horses. She's great with cattle, she is not great in the kitchen and uh and so it's when they're doing the bake off and she's trying to focus on on it's kind of like a the great british bake off show mm-hmm. it's kind of staged like that and so there's other characters who are from other books and they're also trying to to um make their recipes and it's there's just like a lot of back and forth and and uh but i think there's just like some funny side commentary going on from the secondary (laughs) characters. So I loved that scene. Um, I love the scene where they go to the cattle auction and Dylan's going to buy his very first uh, bull. And Robin realizes that uh, somebody's going to outbid him. And so she decides to put on an act of pretending (laughs) like that they're going to buy a totally different bull. And I think I, I think I cracked up a lot at, at that scene because Dylan was just trying to follow along and didn't know what was going on. <laughs> didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> didn't know what she was doing, and it's just it's so out of character for both of them. But they, they do. They get the bull at the end. They at the auction.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I I really love these two. Being the first in this, like in this continuity, how was it being like being book one? you know, that one,
1: that was, this was my first time being book one. I'm usually like
0: book five or six.
1: So I'm always like, like the cleanup hitter at the end. Um, And so everybody kind of already has everything established and I'm kind of coming in and filling in the blanks. But being the first in the series is, um, I don't know, it's kind of good because i got a lot of like, hey, let's do it this way or, hey, let's do it that way. Um, But I also have to give a little bit more backstory. Like, I think this is maybe one of the first books where I have a prologue, um, mm-hmm. where they're at the, the holiday or the, um, anniversary party for the mayor. Oh, the mayor yeah. Yeah. And so I, you're kind of, you're setting up scenes for the, the rest of the books along the way. So that was, that was a little bit different, but I, I liked
0: it. Yeah. I think you did fantastic. It's such a good book. I can't wait for everybody read it and message me so we can talk about it, you guys. It's so good. Um, are you working on anything now that you can tell us about or like what's next from you?
1: I am working, I am working on my synopsis right now for another Montana Mavericks book. Okay. And it's going to be actually a cousin of Dylan's who it's set in a new town in Montana. And so readers are going to get, get to, uh, see a new town with a whole new cast of characters, but it also has, uh, Dylan's uncle Stanley and his now wife, Winona Cobb, who's mentioned in the books a lot. Um, so I'm working on, on that story now.
0: Well, I'm so excited. Um, can you share with everyone where we can keep up with you online? Do you have a newsletter, like plug all your stuff?
1: I know. Ooh, I'm so bad. I have a website, christyjeffries.com, but I'm so bad about Updating that. Um, it, the best probably is Facebook. Uh, Christy Jeffries on Facebook. I, and um, I'm pretty good with Instagram. So Instagram or social media is going to be the best place. I wish okay. I had. I was better at my newsletter and my and my website.
0: But no, I mean you have to write books, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally <laughs> so, understand. Yeah. Yeah, you I all cannot to, do, all do all the do things.
1: You I know, I have to run the carpool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you
0: so much for joining me today. I'm just, I really, really loved Dylan and Robin. So thank you for giving us such a wonderful book and we will be on the lookout for what's to come. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It was great being here.